So what kind of what kind of uh, products do you print? So I uh, I printed this um, this little figure. Wow! Uh, it's it's the highest resolution I've ever printed. So each layer is zero point zero eight millimeters. Wow! Um, it's not perfect, and I, I had to um, use a, a file to 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 file down some Im imperfections. But it's pretty good. You know, you're young now, but you're not going to be young forever, you know? So, <laughs> no. so sorry to say that. I mean, no, uh, you know, mentally, yes, but, you know, but not physically. Hello, I'm Radek. I'm Michael. And this is the podcast. A sounding board for interesting ideas and insights. We discuss books which I want to share with you. As well as technology and productivity, which is what we do by day working on our app, Nosby. Or whatever else comes to mind. And what came to mind today is, I want to talk to you, Michael, about kids these days. About kids? Yeah. No, actually, I want to talk to, you, talk to you about money and kids these days. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> so uh, a couple of weeks ago on episode 143, How to Spend Money, we discussed, um, we uh, decided to put a stick in the, uh, in the ant's nest uh, of the internet again um, by talking about finance because that, that's what we do. And we discussed some, some ideas that we got from um, the book um, Financial Ninja, which is a Polish book, but we thought a lot of the ideas uh, are worth sharing. And we wanted to continue that today. Mm -hmm. Uh, more, more, moreover, you mentioned then uh, the book Profit First, and I was really skeptical about this book. I mean, it looked like another of these like boring business books with like barely any idea inside, and like it was really shocking because I I, I read it the same week as uh, the Marie Kondo book. So those mm -hmm. both were two books I, I read both in a very sh in just span of a few days that I expected very little of, and uh, they surprised me. Like yeah. The, they the, both the change your life. <laughs> yeah, the, the Profit First book, very simple idea, very simple idea. But yet, in that simplicity, there was there was some some real deep insight that I m missed before, and and so I got it now and I implemented it. So we want to talk about this next week. Actually, yep. we'll talk about it in an hour, but you'll hear about it in a week. Uh, so right. this is this is homework for for you for next for next week. Read the book Profit First by uh, Mike Mihalovich. Mikey Mike, yeah, or Mike Mikalowitz, as I guess he would he would say it. Uh, but first, uh, let's continue talking about ideas from Financial Ninja. So I wanted to get back to the the idea of money and and, and kids these days. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, in in the in, in the la in the previous episodes when we talked about money, you mentioned how you feel like a lot of um, young, young people um, take a, the wrong approach, the, the wrong attitude towards money when, when they are, they're, they're in. Can you, can you uh, remind us of what it was exactly? Yeah, the, the, the problem is that um, as you are a kid and you're growing up, uh, things, I mean, money is flashy. Money is, you know, brings you flashy stuff. And uh, when you're um, a teenager, you're susceptible to this. And what happens is, is that um, very often, uh, and and we as you humans, when we like when we see somebody's result and result, we don't actually analyze the journey that it took them to get it. Uh, we just see the result. You know that that's why uh, 
Nosby is an 11 year uh, overnight success, right? <laughs> so, so we are like, you know, uh, so people look at, you know, us and they think, you know, we've achieved so much, uh, but they don't see that it, it took us 11 years to get there. Um, and it's the same with, uh, with money. Uh, very often when we are young and we start uh, our careers, we think we need uh, I, I, um, the criteria for, for, for our choices is we want to have the fast car, the apartment, the, you know, the flashy iPhone. I have to have the latest iPhone, of course, and, um, and all this stuff. And because of that, um, uh, what I've observed is that many people make wrong choices for their careers. They don't, um, they don't uh, double down on personal development. They double down on, on the, their best bang for the buck which normally mm -hmm. is a good idea to have the best bang for the buck. But when you're starting your career, you know nothing, nothing. I mean, okay, you've been studying, whatever, you know nothing. So you have to learn a lot. But instead of that, uh, very, very often people choose uh, the highest pay job, not the job where they would develop themselves. So mm -hmm. they think, okay, I can earn 500 something more, I will be doing, you know, basically mindless stuff, but it doesn't matter, I'm gonna have 500 more. With this 500 more, I can buy better clothes or whatever, right? So this decision process. And I remember um, what struck me was um, actually um, one of my friends who, who was younger than me and he finished college and I remember that he got a very good job and he was actually telling this to my face. Michael, uh, I remember you told me how much you were paid when you started working after college. So, well, I got a better job now, I, after, right after college. Like, he was really happy that he got a better salary right after college than I did after my college. Mm -hmm. And for me, it was like, so? <laughs> like, 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 like you know, what gives? I mean, you know, is, is this really so important? Um, so I didn't like his approach that, you know, thinking, you know, uh, I got a better, high, better, higher paid job instead mm -hmm. of um, like a better developed job. So, for example, people were telling to me, to me very often when I finished my college, Michael, you know, some, you know, four languages, you know, you should, you know, you have you had very good grades in the university. You should go to the corporations and, you know, start your career there. And I spent years after college as a freelancer, you know, uh, learning to code, learning to do things, investing in myself and thanks to, and, and failing. And I failed like in three startups, right? <laughs> um, so, uh, but in the end... I and, and actually, sorry to cut you off, but, but, but actually you, you could take this metaphor uh, further. You, you mentioned that after college you, you knew four for languages, but it was also because you, you took this, uh, applied this mindset in a slightly different context, that you didn't take like the most, you, you didn't go to the most flashiest university at the most flashiest course, but you got one where you had enough um, time that, that you could spend it on developing yourself. Exactly. Yes, and 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 a good example, of course, is uh, is, is my wife. My wife, uh, she was very good. She finished her her, her degree uh, in law, and after that, instead of just right getting a job in a law firm, she got an internship uh, in an in an EU institution, and then she got an internship in another EU institution. They were really lousy paid. We we traveled there and we barely had money to live to survive, you know, because they were so lousy paid. But now she has a fantastic job at another EU institution thanks to the fact that she was there before in, in, the, in these internships. So, like, so when her peers were already working for big law firms, she was still doing internships but these in, and low-paid internships. But for her, the criteria was 
this is an inter internship and a very good institution. I'm going to go there. They will pay me almost nothing. I don't care. I will survive. Uh, and, and, and that was her mindset. And that was our mindset. And thanks to this mindset, right now, my wife has a fantastic career in an institution, has a very good position, is paid very well. And, and when people see it, they think, well, you are lucky that you got it. No. When she was younger, she didn't, uh, she didn't go to the flashiest law firm to get lots of money. She did quite the opposite, but she knew that she needed this, these steps to develop herself, to develop uh, uh, her skills um, as an uh, intellectual property uh, uh, lawyer. So, so that's the idea that, um, uh, that you know, we, in, in the very beginning of our marriage, we hardly had money to survive, but we didn't need much because we didn't have kids, we didn't have mortgage, we just, you know, uh, were focused on developing our careers. I was the freelance guy who was trying startups and just failing. She was doing internships. And in the end, you know, I'm running this company. Uh, she's She has a very well-paid job. You know, we have three kids. It's good. Yeah. But it just took us more time to get there. Yeah, so I uh, I don't remember who, who said it, but I, I like the... Uh, the the way of phrasing it in uh, as a one sentence, which is that uh, when you're when you're young, uh, you don't need money but have a lot of time, and when you're older, you need a lot of money and don't have time. Uh, exactly. So take advantage. You know, it's a good idea to take advantage of of the the best opportunity uh, uh, you have to to invest the time that older folks often don't have to keep learning. Yeah, and I remember, I remember, like, I have friends who, for example, very quickly bought an apartment right after college, and I was like, "Come on, guys, you don't know where you're gonna work." So, so, yeah. and and very often because of these apartments, they wouldn't move for a better job because they would just say, "You know, I have this apartment now. I I, I can't just move to a different city now." I mean, you know, I just I, I <laughs> look, it's an anchor, yeah. which is stupid, you know, and yeah. and and and, and th th that's why that's why. Uh, uh, Especially, as you said, we, when you have time, when you just, you know, you just finished college, you have lots of time, no obligations, no kids yet, none of this stuff. Because when you have kids, you don't have that much time. <laughs> so uh, that, that, that's why um, uh, use this time to learn as much as you can. And uh, that's why th th there's a video, we'll try to find it and link in the show notes, where Gary Vaynerchuk was saying that, you know, when, when he was asked what to do when you finish college, he said... I would try to get a, you know, a, an internship, a, a zero-paid internship uh, by Jeff Bezos. Well, hell, I would actually try to do it to get it now. You know, <laughs> like, like, so so that's the idea that you know to learn as much as you can with your time because you don't need the money yet. All right. So 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 this is the 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 context for for the discussion I wanted to to have with you uh, because I I wanted to. To discuss the the topic of um, of of saving money and in general like the attitude towards um, finances and and sort of finance education when when you're you're young uh, because I guess there's like two schools of thought uh, on this topic uh, and I, I heard them both and I, I was going back and forth between like the the, the two ideas myself and I, I think I, I figured out uh, what I think I, I, about it but I wanted to, to get to get your take so one school of thought is that it's a good idea to learn about finance about personal finance when you're young you know be responsible with money save money as much money as you can uh, change jobs often like learn to sort of 
act as an adult in, in, in many sense as much as, as possible with with, with money um, because um, when you start young like you have the most time to, to figure it out like when, when you start saving money and you know uh, when you save money and um, and invest um, the way compounding works like the the younger you start the, the better it is but not like linearly but a lot better so that's a really good good idea to be like really responsible with money and and stuff like that. But then the other um, the other school of thought is that um, it's kind of stupid to um, uh, to care too much about money when you're young because you're young. You don't need the money. You have time, and as you said, you don't need to get the highest uh, uh, paying job. But but like in in general, like why why would you? Um, try to be as responsible as possible and and save money and and st- stuff like that. Like you're young, you should you should you know spend it all to to explore, to learn, to to just like go in a thousand different directions uh, because that's how you develop as a young person. And since you don't don't need that the money that much, not yet, then uh, why why bother and and feel like this is a a value you should you should you should care about. Um, if it's not actually uh, necessary, hmm. what, what, what do you think about that? Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. Interesting uh, points of view. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been taught to save money from 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 when I was young by my parents, and I think by my parents. <laughs> I think so. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. My parents, yes, exactly. They they were they were uh, they were showing me that they were saving money, and and I remember I remember vividly this moment. For example, when we were living in a in, in, a, in an apartment in a block of flats, and we were, my my parents were were saving money to build a house, and, and 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 for example, I remember once I wanted to buy fries, French fries, right, and and they would tell me that you know um or, or I, no I wanted to like. Uh, not buy fries this one time, but uh, like regularly be buying fries for myself because there was a very nice fry, you know, fries shop uh, next to the school, and I wanted them, you know, I wanted you know, at least one a week to eat fries there. And my parents told me that um, not, no, Michael, I'm sorry, but we are right now saving money for this house, and um, this house uh, is going to be great. We're going to, you know, live there. You, you've seen it. You know, it's it's going to be fantastic. Um, and uh, the, the apartment that we have is crap. <laughs> you know, we want to move out as soon as we can. So um, we're trying to cut off, you know, the spending. So, you know, no fries for you. Maybe, you know, sometimes, you know, on a, on a festive, we're going to buy you fries. But not, you won't be able to buy regularly fries if you, uh, if you want. Unless, you know, you get money for it. And I was too young to get money for it anyway. So, but I remember it stuck with me that they were sacrificing something for something mm-hmm. else and for the long term happiness in a in a better place and 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 through their actions uh, what happened was that they finished uh, they finished building the the house like it wasn't finished finished but it was finished enough so we could move in uh, by the end of my primary school and um, and i spent uh, the whole you know uh, vacation time preparing the 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 the, the, uh, the house and then I, I could start secondary school already living in this new house and it was fantastic they were right <laughs> it was great um, but this taught me to save money and and when i was starting to earning earn money i was also putting money aside to save i was i was i was still spending lots of money to travel that's correct when if, if there was something i would spend money on i was travel 
because as you know, I like traveling, I, I, I like learning languages. So whenever there was an opportunity to go for a trip, I would I would spend money on that, uh, but of course I wouldn't I, I wouldn't buy a flashiest trip. I would you know it would be <laughs> you know uh, a scrappy trip, but it would be a trip nonetheless. And I wouldn't you know I I would not buy better clothes. I wouldn't buy you know gadgets. Uh, I would buy uh, I would spend money on, on on traveling, but I remember I would also save money, and this was kind of a muscle for me. So and, and it was a habit, and we talk a lot about habits on this show, and uh, and and I think. That's why saving money was so habitual for me. That's why I would always save money. That's why when we married with my wife, we already had savings and we, we, we kept on doing savings. And, and um, th- that's why the concepts from the book uh, Financial Ninja and the one that we are recommending for next week, uh, Profit First, I already got them before I read these books because I was already saving money before. I already had the muscle and the habit. So I think it's not the question of one or the other. I would still spend lots of money on travel and very often I would, you know, I would get a gig halfway through vacation and spend most of this money on travel for the rest of the vacation. But I would still put some money aside, you know? So uh, it might not be a lot, but I would still put, put some money aside. Um, uh, and, and that was the thing, that, that even though I was spending money I, as a young person, I was still uh, having a habit of putting money aside. And thanks to this fact, you know, it's this habit transformed into the form of life for me, like in the future and in running my mm-hmm. company. Uh, the same thing, put money aside, you know, put, put to have created what we, what we call now a financial buffer or things like that. We have names for this now. But then it was just put money aside because, uh, you know, you might need that in the future. You, you cannot spend it all because, you know, you might, you might need to hire somebody. You might need to pay for this. You might need to pay for that. So you better have some money on the side. So even when we were scrapping, when I remember with my wife, uh, she was doing an internship. I was, I was a freelance. We had barely money to, to live by. Uh, we would try to st- still save money uh, uh, and put money aside just to make sure that you know that this compounds as you say this this compounds and we have some savings so so i think it's worth building this muscle and this habit of putting money aside uh, even though you want to spend it all on, on on things that are important to you when you're young so mm-hmm. so so i would you know maybe it's not the best answer ever but i would give a hybrid thing you know on one hand, yes, spend money on what really matters to you when you're young. You know, if, if traveling really matters to you, spend money on travels. If clothing matters to you, don't spend money on clothing. <laughs> find something else that matters because clothing doesn't matter. So <laughs> find something that matters <laughs> nice. and put money aside. This is good. This is actually um, the, 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 the last iteration. Uh, it was very close to, to what, I, what I figured out, which I guess seems like obvious in, in retrospect, but, but you know, there's two ideas, two schools of thought are both like powerful, you know, powerful ideas and both like make sense. Um, and, and, and what I, like the, the balance between the, the two that I, that I figured out is, is that, um, again, as you said, um, even if you can't afford to like keep growing on on the the, the savings, the the habit of spending is is worth cultivating mm-hmm. uh, because it 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 stays with you. And um, also like like these days when I think about savings, it's like longer term savings. But but for for most people, savings mean are, are short term, like saving money for a, for a trip, for vacation, for for stuff stuff like for. For stuff like that, right? So, so in in this sense, uh, to spend money on on travel and and things that are 
worthy of, of, of pursuing uh, when you're young and want to explore and, and grow, like you have to save uh, money because you probably doesn't have enough to, to just do it in, in one take. Um, but um, the, the, the big point that, that, I, that I figured out is, is, is again, to, to make a distinction about things that really matter and everyday bullshit. Yes. So, so th- things that matter is um, again uh, related to to learning, to growing, to exploring, tra- traveling matters. Uh, Personal development. Yeah, uh, stuff like that. And for that, there's like n- n- no limit. Like mm-hmm. as mu- as much as I, I want, I I shall spend. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, like I don't I don't technically speaking need the money, so. Uh, and there's like growth in that, which which has um, its own form of um, compounding um, effect. Uh, so it's worth spending a, as as much as as I want, as I as I can, on the stuff that that matters. But on, on the other hand, I I figure out that I should be actually more responsible um, than I was before with spending on on like on the everyday bullshit. You know, on mm-hmm. like, like you mentioned, like clothes, like who cares, right? Um, like everyday stuff, like the the way you live, where you live, uh, whether you or not you have a car, and what sort of car, food, you know, all, all, all sorts of stuff like that, which especially like when you're young, when you're a student, when you don't have a lot of money, this is like most like everyday stuff is like most of the stuff that, that you spend. Um, so for that... I want to actually cut down. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good with, with this, considering um, you know I, I live well below my means. Um, but again, this stuff doesn't matter. Like I, I don't need it. it. Doesn't improve my life in, in a significant way. But on the other hand, I, I don't want to put any sort of um, limits on on myself in terms of spending on travel and and other things like that, which I, I feel like are worth pursuing for growth. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. So just just to, you know, give you give you additional you know data. So for example, um, the gadgets, the gadgets. I I I am a gadget guy. I uh, I am a, a, I love gadgets. I love like technology. That's why I'm in the technology industry. I mean, I love this. So we always say I I, I I I we always get the newest iPhones and whatever. But now I can afford the newest iPhone on day one. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't always like that. Or maybe it was, but I still wasn't buying it. So, so for example, uh, in, when I was a freelance guy, I would buy a used laptop. You know, then after that, uh, I would. Like, I remember my my first really good US la- laptop was the the one that I bought from the states was a Toshiba M two hundred. It was a tablet PC. It was a fantastic laptop. And after that, after a few years working with this uh, computer, I bought uh, when I was in the states. I bought a, 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 a ThinkPad, and it was fantastic. But again, I bought a very nice ThinkPad. You know, very well. You know, spec'd, but. Uh, it was uh, nine months old, so it was very. It was a lot cheaper than a new one because I couldn't, you know, fathom, you know, spending, you know, two and a half grand on a laptop. But I could buy it for one for half of that. So I, I, I decided, you know, I'm going to buy half of that. It's going to be used, but it's going to be good. 
Later, when I got the first uh, the first MacBook Air, it was the same. I got it off eBay for um, for a significantly reduced price because you know somebody didn't like it. Uh, so so I got it uh, with the iPhone. I got I got the used iPhone with the iPhone. Uh, no, the new the, the new the first iPhone I got for free and as a speaker. But the iPhone 3G, I got a used mm-hmm. one. You know, and and I, I I had already the money to buy a new iPhone. But I just felt it was just too much, uh, you know, compared to what I have, to what I earn. You know, it was just, uh, you know, I wanted, you know, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to save money to not, not 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 to spend too much. So very like so so it's again now I can afford a new iPhone, but even uh, even if when I do, I always think about it. You know, we whenever you know. Um, Whenever we talk about technology, we always think, you know, we can afford this and this, but do we really need it? You know, do we really want it, right? And for for me, it was always this kind of uh, this kind of you know decision making, you know, to make sure that you know even though I might have the means to actually buy this for this price, maybe I should just you know settle with something cheaper, you know, not cheaper in quality, you know, but uh, from that's why for very often I would buy something used because I would think you know I prefer used but very good than just new but you know cheaper. You know, because yeah. I knew the quality would, would not be there. So that's why, for example, I preferred to buy a used ThinkPad than just any Windows laptop, right, for the same price. And that's why I bought the first MacBook Air, which, 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 which was used. Um, so I was always thinking like this. So I, so this was always, you know, in my mind, do I need it? Uh, do I want it? And what what do I want? And, 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 if I, and, and then choose wisely exactly what I want. And then figure out if I buy a new one or maybe I buy a used one because the you know the loss of, of value is so much that I can actually have a good deal on something which is slightly used. So, so this is really this was one of the keys for me as well. You know, to to really always with especially major purchases make sure that you know I was uh, uh, I wasn't just lavishly spending money. All right, good. So, uh, so I guess we have that that figured out, and uh, mm-hmm. I want to get back to some consequences of that next week with, uh, with Profit First. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's switch gears and talk about uh, a different kind of savings, not, not, not the, the savings uh, as in, you know, next 12 months, but, but like longer term uh, savings and, and investments. Yeah. Uh, because the, there's stuff that was interesting in, in the, the book that we, uh, that we read um, that at least I didn't know about before. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So... Um, so here's interesting uh, piece of math uh, with uh, in terms of compounding. Now, now this is greatly simplified, but but just bear with me. Uh, so say you uh, say you save seventy percent of your income. Uh, this is you know a big big number. Like you you have to uh, be quite fortunate to to be able to to do that. But say you are able to save seventy percent of your income, then if you if you manage to have 4% per year interest on your savings, then within nine years, you'll be set for life in the sense that uh, the 4% per year interest will give the same amount of money as you, as what the 30% of your income that, that you lived on uh, before. Mm-hmm. And this is irrespective. Like this is just, math on uh, on percentages like yeah. this is irrespective of how much you earn and spend uh, so that's that's actually super fascinating uh right because like 70 percent is a lot but 
for us um, living in in uh, in the tech industry, um, like this is doable for a lot of people. Um, like I, I I know people who li- live in Poland, so they can live cheaply, but but have work remotely for a company in like New York or, or San Francisco, mm-hmm. and. And like this is a, a rare opportunity, but but you can you can live on a ridiculously small percentage of, of your income, and and um, you know if it's probably a good idea to 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 as you get older to save money for uh, for retirement, um, because like I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust the social safety net for for that. No. So the the math for 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 savings like like we're switching gears like not not respective of like when when you're a young person and want to mostly spend money on on growing, um, it's quite interesting. Yeah, it is. Uh, but but the whole thing of compounding, you know, even even though even if you have really even less interest rate, whatever. Uh, but this whole idea for me of saving money like very of like any habit or anything do done, you know. Uh, month after month after month after month is a good habit but saving is especially good because you know when you put aside 100 bucks now it's 100 bucks but in yeah. a year it's it's it's, it's 1200 bucks it's more than $1000 right so in you know uh, you will not save $1000 now you will save it in a year but you will not even realize because it's just 100 bucks you know every month so, so the, the the idea of 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 just putting things aside and just letting it grow, it's amazing, and then the the the, the, the freedom that it gives you, it's it's great. And as you said, our retirement system is going to collapse. It is going to collapse. I mean, people are just getting older; they don't have as many kids. You know, this is going to collapse, or we just have to be getting retired later and later and later in life. You know. So, so this system is not built for that. Uh, that's why you're uh, you're totally right. Uh, when you think about it, if you save enough money, and especially you know, um, all right, when you're young, uh, you should be spending money on things that uh, that, that that you know that um, uh, that help you grow. But then you shouldn't spend money on on as you said on on frivolous things, and then you don't have the mortgage you still live with your mom so you know you you don't you don't need to pay for the apartment right and mm-hmm. and as you can see, and, and actually i think it's a little bit smarter to 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 live longer you know with parents you know a little bit longer uh, until you find you know somebody uh, to 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 uh, to live with uh, so that you can really save the save save this additional thing that you would normally spend on the rent for example right yeah because that that's a lot of money that's all the money, and if you if you if you if you put it on aside every month, you know it's gonna be lots of money anyway. So, yeah. so th- 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 that's really that's really that's really key, and especially like, like in your case, you have a job already, and you have a very well paid job already, you know, and 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 you can live pretty cheaply, you know, because of where you live, and and uh, and thanks to that, you can really save lots. Uh, yeah. So yeah, you're uh, you're completely right, and 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 if we if you cut down on the expenses which are frivolous, then it's even 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 better, um, especially now. Yeah, and and um, I I wanted to 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 give an additional number as for the 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 saving with with interest. Like I gave a seventy percent uh, uh, savings rate, which is quite quite ridiculous. But like at fifty percent, it's eighteen years. And at thirty percent, it's thirty-one years. So if you start, it's still okay. 
yeah, it, it's still pretty good. Like, uh, like, like just, and, and this is like, this is very simplified. This, this, uh, omits, uh, like taxes, but also doesn't take in, into the account that when you, uh, retire, then you don't need the, the pool of money to stay constant. Like it can decrease like until yes. the moment that you die. Yeah. Right. So if you, if you start saving money at, um, say 30 and say 30% of your income, which is doable for, for oh, yes. many middle-class people, then at the 4% per, per year, uh, interest rate, you'll, you'll get there within 30 years. So by the time you're 60, Right, and and most people will retire when they're sixty, sixty-five, right? Yeah. So just think about it. When you're sixty, you have you know enough money to live to live in the same way for the next thirty years, for like in, indefinitely and, in, and indefinitely uh, actually. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's 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 fantastic, you know. <laughs> and then you don't have to you know rely on the government or anything like that. Yeah, and uh, one interesting um, way that. That I, I was not, not aware of is uh, is ETFs. Mm-hmm. So um, you can you can just set money aside, and this is good. You can put it on on time deposits, but th- this gives you like usually two uh, percent per year over the inflation rate mm-hmm. uh, in, in in most banks and in most countries, uh, which is better than than nothing. Uh, but it's just two percent per year. But um, you can also invest mm-hmm. and investing can be uh, risky well in- investing is always risky to to some extent but I I didn't I didn't know about this this simple brilliant like financial instrument which mm-hmm. is the ETF which changes changes the the equation uh, somewhat because it uh, so okay so w- when you want to save, save money aside then you have these managed funds in, in many banks and, and whatnot mm-hmm. where you accept like a degree of risk that you lose the, the the money but they they're trying to sell you on greater returns uh but 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 okay fact uh the vast majority of managed funds do far worse than uh stock exchange uh indices mm-hmm. so one stat that i found was uh just 16 percent over the last five years was, of managed funds were better than the the return on S&P 500, right? Which is mm-hmm. the American big uh, index. And the reason why is, first of all, humans are not that good at, at picking stocks. Like mm-hmm. the the market uh, might be uh, stupid, which, uh, you know, 2008.com bubble, but, but much of the time uh, and over long enough periods of time, like the whole market is what defines the whole market, right? Yeah. And second thing is is fees. So you have like two percent, three percent, four percent management fees, and that just cuts away all of the the, exactly. the profits. When you take into account taxes, when you take into account the math be, be behind compounding, then it just it makes no no sense. Like small percentages, like the two or three percentage per year over a long time, compounds in an insane way. Like you can get a financial calculator, and it's just an insane uh, difference, and so what, what an ETF is? It's a it's a simple financial instrument that follows indices. So mm-hmm. essentially, like you have like one unit of an ETF for S and P five hundred, mm-hmm. and it sort of buys you the 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 actual stock of the five hundred companies in the um, 
in the percentages of their uh, contribution to to the index. And as mm-hmm. they change, then the the contribution of them in, behind the ETF will also change. And this is naturally diversified because you have an index like S&P 500. You have 500 different companies from very different industries. Exactly. And you don't you don't make the decision like you don't have to learn about them. You just like follow the whole market, like 500 different companies and you don't have management fees. Like you have, like this is all computer, this is all automated. So you, mm. you have like 0.15% or at most 0.4% in, in Poland mm. uh, per year. So like a, a tiny management fee. And when you look at like history be, behind S&P 500, like at almost any um time scale the last 10 years 20 years 50 years 90 years it it all yields a pretty nice um return like on average nine percent per year even if you if you if you're the the worst market timer ever and go into the market at like wrong times when you have like crashes but but keep at it for you know 10 plus years you're all you're you're always in front of the managed funds, mm-hmm. especially when you take in, into into the account that, you know, I said sixteen percent were better over the last five years, but banks do this this sleazy trick that they 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 launch like a hundred different managed funds, and then on the on the website they try to market you the the best one. And like they won't show you the average of the return, but but it will cherry pick the one that was just lucky. Yeah, right. And and this is interesting because well, it's it's still risky. Like you you can't invest in something you can't afford to to lose. Like you you have to be prepared that it's going to be away for at least five to ten years, at least, mm-hmm. and that maybe you'll you'll be the most unlucky person on the planet and you'll be screwed completely. Like, I, I wouldn't put all of my savings there, but like looking at long history of many, many stock uh, indices and, and even around crashes where so many people lost their money and etc. cetera, um, this is like the amount of risk compared to the the massive gain when you, when you calculate the... Uh, the return rate over long periods of time is just—it's massive. Yeah, completely. It's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's a very good tip because, and especially what you said about the managed funds. Because, for example, I remember when I was um, getting my first mortgage, uh, I was approached by—it uh, was managed, it, it was getting done by a financial advisor, and this financial advisor also advised me to go on in this with this managed funds, and invest some money in these managed funds. And I got screwed over really badly. Um, like I, well, suffice to say, I didn't lose the money, but I didn't really have any return on investment. So I, I it was, I was, I was better off just putting this money in a bank, you know, than yeah. than, than giving it to the financial advisor. So I remember the, the, this this mistake uh, vividly. So so this is a very good tip to try, you know, to not to you know play the game, but just you know go with the game of the of the of the whole market because, as you said, the, the whole market just stays on so many feet you know and you know if, if if a company goes down but there are just 499 other companies that will just go up or or you know or something like that so there's always uh it's you know it's 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 safer um what i also uh, kind of suggest but only if you're more a little bit risk taker then also invest in companies 
use you believe in so for mm -hmm. example in my case for quite a while i was doing this thing that i would whenever we would buy some apple product i would buy also apple stock at the same time <laughs> So, um, uh, and, and uh, I did it for quite a while uh, and it was lots of money because first I was buying the Apple gadgets and then I was, I was buying Apple stock at the same time. Um, so I had to like, kind of, you know, budget twice, like for each purchase. Um, but I remember at some point I just gave up because I knew, like, I, 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 I was just following Apple too much, the, the, the stock. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the stock price. I was thinking about it too much, and and I knew that I, I'm not a stock market kind of guy. I, I'm not following the stock market that much. I don't. It's not my job. So so by having stock and following it and, and getting stressed, and especially there was a headline, you know, Apple is doomed, and it's all the time. Apple is already all the time doomed. So the the, the stock would go down, and I, I would be surprised. I would be disappointed, you know. And then so at some point I just gave up. I stopped buying Apple stock. I just finished at some threshold which I, which I was comfortable with, and I said, you know, I'm gonna give it up. This is the last batch I'm going to buy. I bought the last batch for this price because I thought it was a very good price anyway. And I thought, I thought you know, whatever happens now, I don't care. Well, since then, uh, Apple stock almost doubled. So it wasn't a bad deal. Uh, yeah. But anyway, uh, but the thing, uh, the thing, what I'm saying here is if you're comfortable with, with a little bit more risk, I bought Apple stock because I'm using Apple products, because I use the iPhone. So, mm -hmm. uh, so I know the company is not doomed, really, because I'm still loving it. So there might be some other people loving it, you know, just like other people are. Um, but I'm not a good market, stock market kind of guy. So I don't understand why Apple is, 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 is valued, like why Apple is worth right now $190 and, and, and last year was $100. Like what changed really? Because like, from my <laughs> point of view, nothing changed. So yes. why are they worth $90 more? No clue. So, so th that's no, why nobody knows. Nobody no, exactly. knows. Nobody. It's, it's, a, it's a hive mind. Nobody knows. Exactly. That's why I, I bought a few a few pieces of stock of Apple and some other companies because I like them because I care about them. But that's it, and I I, I trust they will grow in because I still use their products. Um. So so I'm kind of putting you know money where my mouth is, but not too much. Again, not too much. Not not no not a big percentage of my savings. But just something, you know, just to just to get out of my comfort zone. Yeah, um, but I, I'm I'm not interested in that. Like partly for technical uh, reasons, like um, the 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 fees for buying international uh, stock are are much are quite high in in Poland. Mm. So it, it doesn't it doesn't really make sense when you invest like small numbers. Um, but like for me, this is like not really interesting because uh, first of all, as you said, it's very variable like you earned like for you it doubled but like nobody knows why it goes up uh, up or down yeah. and it's like it, it, it requires it requires effort and like you start thinking about it like yes. the good thing about this about ETS about following the whole market following the index is that you don't think about it you never think about it it's completely passive you buy every single month period you don't like what, what the price is you just buy it like this is the the Warren Buffett strategy buy ETFs every single month no question and 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 it works like 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 seriously you can you can dig through uh the number the historical records I, I, there was some interesting um article in the past but i don't know if, if i can find it like the, even if you're the worst market timer but you stay at it for 10 plus years like you'll always be ahead uh, i'm saying it's still it still carries some risk because the risk like there's pretty much no risk at 
at long timescales when you look in the past, but you can't look into the future. So who knows, if the United States collapses and you put all of the money in, in S&P 500, then you might be screwed. But like, what, what, what's, what's the chance of that happening, right? Uh, there was, there was, I remember a joke, there was a joke about a guy who wanted to put $200, $200 in, the, in, 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 the, in a bank account. And he said, you know, I don't know which bank, you know, where to put this $100. Yeah, yeah put it anywhere. I mean, any, this bank here, just put it there. Yeah, but you know, but if this bank goes bankrupt, well, this case can't go bankrupt because you know the bank is you know it's it's a you know it's guaranteed by the Polish government, so don't worry, Polish government guarantees that. Yeah, but what if the Polish government goes bankrupt? Well, if the, it, it, they can really not go bankrupt because you know it's in the EU and and it goes and goes goes and they're like, but what if the whole world goes bankrupt, right? Then, then you have bigger problems than than two hundred dollars, really. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And again, if, if if the United States collapses, I have bigger problems than than. Oh, the then we have really problems, man. <laughs> exactly. So, so for me, like I, um, I categorize it as low risk. Uh, so you know, I, I wouldn't, I would never put all of my money there. Uh, but I, I've been playing with it for uh, for the second year now, and last year I would put like. Like a hundred dollars, like uh, every month, uh, and and this year I would put like three hundred dollars uh, every month, and just seeing what happens. Like like so far the market has been that I haven't earned anything, but but that's okay. Like that that's the idea. You're not trying to play the market. You're just going with the market. Like the market was on average stagnant, uh, especially when you take into account like some uh, some fees for for making a transaction every month. Okay, but but like this is a, a long term play. And so, you know, I'm I'm not encouraging anyone to to go into into ETFs and investing, but I'm I'm just saying like this is something really in- interesting uh, that completely like changes the perspective on investment for me for a lot of people, and I was completely unaware of it. Uh, I think it's different in some other countries, but at least in Poland, like nobody knows about it because there's very few available and banks. Don't market ETFs because they don't want they're you not to, pro- to use them. They, they don't want you to use ETFs because they're not profitable for mm-hmm. because it's all automated and you they they are not able to to charge you uh, fees like mm-hmm. aside from like a, a tiny like what zero point one five percent per year it's nothing right uh, so it's it's worth it's worth researching uh, is what I'm saying no and, and 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 on top of that what you also did was to build. You know, a habit, a financial muscle of just spending this one hundred or three hundred dollars every. Uh, not spending, saving this yeah. this money, uh, putting aside this money every month. So having this habit built, and another thing, what I really like about this, as you said, the long term view is ten years. So whatever mm-hmm. happens in ten years, you're gonna be ahead, and and this teaches you another thing that for many young people is a problem: long term thinking. You know, uh, like you, you, you don't think about this money in short term that you are saving this money for a like a, for a new iPhone to, per, to 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 purchase next year. You're you're thinking you're saving this money long term. You're putting it aside long term. This money doesn't exist for you right now. It's you know, and in ten years you will see what you do with this money, but it's it doesn't exist for you right now. So mm-hmm. and so this teaches you a lot more. And 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 you said it's very good because the 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 fees are not management fees of the banks, and it's all auto- automated. So and you depend on the whole market. So um, yeah. uh, but really this this you know it has all the ingredients. And uh, I'm very disappointed very often when I talk to people and they are only only thinking short term. 
you know, aspects. And, and this is long-term thinking. And this teaches you long-term thinking because, you know, you're young now, but you're not going to be young forever, you know? So, <laughs> no. so sorry to say that. I mean, no, uh, you know, mentally, yes, but, you know, but not physically uh, at some point at least. But whatever I'm, what I'm saying is that, you know, this will compound. And these $100, $300, whatever you're, 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 you're putting away now in 10 years, it's going to be lots of money. Yeah, so... Uh, that's it for, for today and next week we continue talking about money and we talk about Profit First by Mike Michalowicz so yes. read, read it now uh, I read it in uh, three days uh, it's short it's fun it's fun